0: Log Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's got a price. Everybody's going to pay. <laughs> hey, everybody,
1: it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Out in the Night out. You're tuned in to WrestleTalk 657-383-1521 We'll be discussing WWE NXT Future Underground ROH Fantasy Wrestling And we'll have some of the best damn interviews For professional and independent wrestling That you've ever heard
2: And I'm Joe Lamb Ladies and gentlemen Buckle your seatbelts Keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Rest your talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. What is up, Rest your Talk Podcast? It feels like I have not been here for some time, and man, it feels good to be back, ladies and gentlemen, it feels amazing to be back, we got so much stuff we got to talk about today, it's absolutely going to be an amazing, amazing show, we've got so much stuff going on, we got the High Spots segment, we got the Shooting stop segment, we got the Best of Talk podcast, Game Show Challenge, and if that is not enough, ladies and gentlemen, if that it is not enough. We have the one and only Nightmare coming on. Now, Nightmare is a guy that, that that he's not very fond of Nightmare Jones. Like, hopefully this time he'll be a little bit nicer to me. Because usually when Nightmare comes on, he's not very nice to Nightmare Jones. Uh, I don't know how you can't be nice to Nightmare Jones, because, I mean, after all, I'm Nightmare Jones. I... I mean, so how can you not be nice to Nightmare Jones? And then we we also have, now, I'm, hopefully I am going to pronounce his name right. We've got Ken Samanera, also known as, if, what is, answer Timmy. Answer Anthony, Timmy's been five. Renee Martinez, the, the United. I know that you're here, sir. Hello. How are you, sir? It's good to have you back.
1: Jonesy, que pasa? Que pasa? Que pasa? Bro, I could not be any more excited to be here tonight, bro. I, I think that, you know they say the, the, the absence makes the, the the heart grow fonder? Man, that's how I feel, bro. I feel like it's been forever since we've done a show. And I'm just happy and blessed to be back with you, Joe. I'm glad that we still get the opportunity to do this. Obviously, we've added a lot of talent, a whole lot of talent to the roster. But, man, let me just say this, bro. When it's just you and me, it just feels right. You know what I mean? This is where WrestleTalk really started to take off. And to be honest with you, bro, I believe that with the new additions but still keeping us as a pair, we're going to do some big things moving forward, man. So thank you, everybody. And what I want to know is where – is my Mexican yell, I almost feel like we've lost traction here a little bit, so pause, can you do me a favor and hit me with that Mexican yell that I'm so famous for? pretty
0: clean <laughs> <laughs> Raise its tear to my eye every single time,
1: every
2: single time. absolutely. No doubt.
1: Well, Jonesy, let me uh, start off by uh, letting everybody know that we put a lot of work into the Talk Podcast website. We've updated the homepage. We've updated our sponsor page. If you guys get an opportunity, please, please, please go check it out. I really do think we've got a, a, one of the better websites, bro. I really do. I think we got one of the, the better websites, Uh when it comes to independent wrestling promotions I, I really believe that And I'm proud of, of what we've been able to do, bro Because there was a point, believe it or not, Jonesy Where we didn't even have That's right, we didn't even have a website, bro And then we stepped up, mm-hmm. came up Got ourselves a website And, you know, and I want to make sure that people can kind of go to one-stop shop When it comes to everything uh, Professional wrestling I mean, straight up I want everybody to feel like they can go to a one-stop shop and everything wrestle talk related when it comes to pro wrestling and wrestle talk, bro, it's all right there, man. So shout out to Painter's Dream Productions, Perry Hartman, who actually I don't know if you saw this, Joe. We just sent Perry a mug, right? Like with his name on it. It says Big Daddy P, bro, and he loved it. He shared it all over the internet. So we're proud to have somebody like that in our corner because he is so spectacular. He's always kind of he's always kind of done everything. Uh, For us when it comes to website management And it's been super Mm -hmm. affordable So if you're looking for a website out there Make sure you hit up Perry Hartman Or look up Painters Dream Production On social media or PaintersDream.com He can help you with everything T-shirts, CDs, if you're still looking for that sort of thing But really for us the biggest thing Is the website Having access You know what I'm saying And, And he gives you that access at a great rate and he's never left us. Like, he's never been like, all right, you guys, you guys, your website is set up. Good luck. He's always been with us every step of the way, man. So I wanted to make sure to give Perry a mega-huge, super-duper shout-out. And I'm, I'm so happy that he loved his mug because we were happy to be able to give that to him, Jonesy. Uh, but you know what, bro? I want to go ahead and pick up the energy even more. So let's yeah. do this. Let's go ahead and do what we always do about this time where we ask everybody, to respectfully remove their caps place their hands over their hearts as we pay homage to the greatest country on God's green earth and that's America damn it oh
0: For the land of the free.
2: Man, that brings a tear to my eye every single time, man. I haven't heard that for a while and it gets me all emotional, man.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what, bro? I missed you too. And uh, I'm glad that we've got our sound up and running now. Sorry about the initial issues on Facebook Live, guys. It, this, is, this stream is going to stay until the end of the show. So please share. This is a good stream. Give us some good mojo so we can keep the good vibes going because, man, having that quality, that audio and that that you guys are needing in order to enjoy this broadcast, it is back to 100%, man. I'm super proud of that. Well, Josie, before we move on to the high spot segment, let me just take a quick moment also to thank, Drake Lee, Jeremy Carp, uh,
0: uh-huh. Luke Roberts, you, Joe, and, of course, Hardcore Haas, our audio engineer. Dude, it's really starting
1: to come together as a team, man. We're really grateful for those guys, and we expect great things, not only for the rest of this year in December, but, man, next year is going to be bananas. We're going to try to continue to take the level up when it comes to quality, right, everything you guys see and everything you guys hear. Thanks to this little thing that I've got on my shirt, if you end up listening to us on the uh, on the replay, like via Blog Talk or uh, maybe even like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, the quality on my end should be significantly better, and I noticed that it wasn't as good as like Joe's, for example, because so, Joe's able to call in Skype and use his microphone, and it usually comes through pretty clearly. So I decided to take some of that Talk Podcast uh, money and uh, from the mugs and reinvest it back into the show, uh, and here we are. So hopefully you guys can hear it and see it and feel it, and because Russell talked, we've always had great content. We've just had this long mountain to climb, right, Joe, when it comes to, like, the quality, because this stuff is expensive and it takes time to learn it and how to incorporate it and to put all the pieces together. Anybody who understands anything about technology, you know it's not usually at one step, right? Like, you kind of build it over time. And thanks to you guys and your guys' support, By buying those mugs and our sponsors like uh, King K, uh, I-70 Sports Media, Royal Mills Transportation, eSports Bar KC, you see us advertising them every single week. You do. You really, really do. Um, So shout out to all those people and, of course, all of our new hosts as well. Um, Before, again, before we get into high spots, I wanted to give another special shout out. I know I got a lot of shout outs, bro, but this is important. So I wanted to give a special shout out uh, to the Cody Coop Show. And uh, here it is. Here's why we're going to give him a shout-out. One, I was recently on the show, we're getting ready to do part part two, but I've been teasing you guys on how you can get your hands on this autographed picture of Zach Ryder, okay? This was gifted to us by the Cody Coop Show, and we're going to give it away to you guys either today or next week. We want you to help us figure out how we can do it. Uh, I know I've given some suggestions before, Joe, but I would really love to be able to give this away tonight absolutely 100% free. You don't have to pay for the shipping or anything. We will send it out directly to you. We just have to figure out how we're going to get this out to you guys, okay? So let us know what ideas that you have of how we could go about giving this thing away. But I can tell you for sure that it's taking up space in my drawer here, and I would love to keep it for myself. But I was told by Cody Coop himself, hey, this is for you to do whatever you want. And I said, well, I'm not going to keep it for myself, even though I could, Right? But, no, I want to thank you guys, and we want to thank you guys for showing the support that you support us. And, Joe, don't even think about it. If I can't get it, that means you can't have it either, okay? I already know how your mind works.
2: I was just about to ask, you know, that, that if you just wanted to, to give it to my – like, you just, just give it to me. Like, I mean, Nightmare Jones. Just give it to Nightmare Jones. Jeez.
1: Okay, I'm waiting for Haas now because I'm sure he's got something after that ridiculous statement. Hoss, please, do me a favor and hit this man with a drop.
0: <laughs> Hoss. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there
1: oh, it is. Patience, pays off, uh, buddy. <laughs> All right, guys. So here's what we're going to do.
0: We're going to go ahead and hit a little bit of music as we get into this week's edition,
1: episode 322. That's right, 322. Five segment, amigos. Host, hit that music. <laughs>
2: For the high spot segment, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna kick it off. And I gotta say, Renee, poor Otis. This man went from having a smoking hot woman, having the a a great taxi partner, having the money in the bank briefcase to losing his woman, losing his taxi partner turned on him. He lost his money in the bank briefcase, and last Friday. He got the crap beat out of him by Jey Uso. What the hell did Otis do to piss off WWE? Like, that is my question. What did this man do to piss off the WWE when he was riding so high and now he's just, like, wasn't even able to get to to the freaking ring? What the hell did Otis do, Renee? What did he do?
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you what happened, bro. He is going to have to climb the proverbial ladder, bro. They kind of gave you a little bit of a taste of it, then boom, they drop right back down. Hopefully, what they're gonna try to do
0: is
1: build him right back up again, but kind of do it the old-fashioned way, where it takes him months, maybe even a year or two, to really get that payoff. Now, let's hope they don't give him the Kofi Kingston trajectory, where he's got to wait all that t- that much time. But what I will tell you, bro, is that if they're able to build him back up properly, it's going to be incredibly special to watch him eventually become WWE champion. My concern is, though, if you see who they have as champions now, they want guys that look like real warriors, guys that you would take seriously if you ran into them in the street. Not that you wouldn't take Otis seriously. His persona doesn't lend itself to that, though. So are they willing to put the belt on somebody like that? Or is Otis gonna end up falling into that zone where maybe he hits the IC belt once or twice, but for the most part he ends up competing.
0: Now my future crashing down on me
2: What's this? Uh
1: I have no idea.
2: Oh, okay. uh, I-
1: I thought we were
2: being cut off by Drake Lee or Jeremy Carr. Please tell me that's not yeah, the game. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I, I I got this smile on my face because the music hit, and and I was like, I was like, finally, I'm gonna have somebody, you know, with with that 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 is gonna be amazing for the podcast. And then you know, it was the night out again, and not Drake Lee. I mean, where is Drake Lee? Why can't we have Drake Lee with us tonight?
1: Well, you know, Drake Lee is very adamant about speaking, is, uh, sticking to the guidelines of his uh, contract, and his contract says that he's only meant to be here a certain amount of times a month. And if we want him to be here any longer, we're going to have to quadruple his salary. And let's just be honest; I mean, we sell a lot of uh, we sell a lot of mugs, uh, but we don't sell enough mugs to pay four times. Drake Lee's salary. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta be modest in our expenditures, and we can't spend it all so that Drake Lee can buy hair gel and I don't know whatever the hell he is uh, like go get manicures or whatever rich people like to do. No thanks, bro. But <laughs> but anyway, yes, bro. I do believe that Otis can and should deserve an opportunity to eventually climb back up. But I don't know if I would necessarily trust WWE to be able to pull that off for him over the long haul. I, I just I think it's a long road back, and there's way too many pitfalls that could potentially happen before we see the man back in any sort of main event type of picture, Jonesy. And let's be real here. Let's be extremely real here. Many people love Otis, but wouldn't take him seriously enough to want to see him as a heavyweight champion. And that's just the truth, and I'm guessing...
2: That's kind of where Vince McMahon is coming from. Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely agree. Um, yeah, like I mean, I like Otis, but like, like you, you said, I just, I don't see him as like championship material. And I got to say, since uh, the Miz got that money in the bank briefcase. He has done a heck of a lot more with it than what uh, Otis did 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 with it. I'm actually enjoying the Miz with this, this this briefcase. Do you see any point of when the Miz is going to cash in? I think he's going to cash in before WrestleMania. Before WrestleMania, Miz will be the uh, uh, WWE champion. That's just my prediction.
1: Well, I saw that you made a post about that, Jones. And honestly, I think that putting the belt on Miz right now is counterproductive. I really, really think that it's going to hurt in the long run. Um, Because Drew McIntyre is not a spring chicken. And Roman Reigns is now into his 30s. So are you going to, even if it's six months or four months that Miz has the belt. Unless you're going to give it to him and then take it away, kind of like what you did with Randy Orton, I don't see any point in allowing him to become the champion, other than you're just trying to stack Miz's uh, uh, credentials so that when Hall of Fame time rolls around that, um, that he's going to go in. Or, you're thinking monetarily, almost exclusively monetarily, and you're saying, well, if we put the belt on Miz, then this is going to help Miss and Mrs. Right? So, I don't know, bro, WWE's been known to do suspect stuff like this to try to, you know, kind of benefit themselves in those sorts of ways, but just from a pure wrestling standpoint, as much as I love this as a heel, I do not think that it would make sense for him to become WWE champion. I hope he has a fun time trying to cash it in, I hope it's suspenseful, but... So do I want him to actually become the champ? Am I predicting like you are that he's going to become the champ? No. I would honestly bet against it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would. Let me change subjects on you though, Jonesy. Okay? Okay. Because we're gonna make the most of our we're gonna make most of our time here tonight. Okay? So let me see here. I had a couple of things I wanted to bring up. Okay, so let's try this. Dolph Ziggler, <laughs> you know Dolph Ziggler, right, Jonesy? Former multi yeah. time Champion, one-time World Heavyweight Champion. And I think he was tag team champions with Bobby Roode here not too long ago. I want to read you a statement from a podcast that he was on, and I want to get your thoughts on it, okay? So here it is. It says, during the most recent episode of Talking Smack, Dolph Ziggler made an interesting comment regarding his thoughts on pro wrestling. He said, money first, make sure you show up and get paid, and then show everyone why you get paid more than everyone else, who may or may not be in the building at the time. SmackDown, I don't watch wrestling. I'm not a big fan. I come to work to kick ass and win. So how do you interpret those comments, Joe? Because some people, as you would imagine, are going to take that the wrong way. (laughs) <laughs> they are not going to be too pleased They are not going to be too pleased Because he says he doesn't like wrestling And you know how easily things get taken out of context These days I don't necessarily like his
2: wording But I get what he's saying What
1: are your thoughts on it
2: Yeah you know the things that, that I kind of see it is 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 he's basically saying That you know he comes in He does his job And he goes home Like Like that's pretty much Much what 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 he does like like he's not not a fan of professional wrestling he does it because you know it's it's his 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 job it's 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 like you know i book at cheat but i don't eat the food at cheat because i cook the food so much that i don't want to eat the uh, food at cheat because you know i cook it all day long so the last thing i want to do like when i get off work or something is cheat. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, he's he's a wrestler and, you know, he spends all his time, you know, wrestling so the last thing that he really wants to do is watch professional wrestling. Like, that's kind of where I got it. I don't know what you got out of it but that's... I think, bro, I think you just said it perfectly.
1: I honestly think you just said it perfectly. Bro, everyone that I know loves pizza. But when you work at a pizza place, you don't want to eat pizza all the time. I, you you want to you have something else. I've worked at some great restaurants. Early in my career, I was like a busboy, a waiter, uh, you know, prep guy, dishwasher. I did all sorts of jobs. And listen, I was always grateful to work at a restaurant because there was always food. But if you would have given me the choice, okay, if you give me the choice, <laughs> I'm not going to eat that same food all the time. So that's what I meant by I understood where Darth Ziggler was coming from. I just think his wording, you know how it is these days, especially in 2020, it's take everyone out of context theater. And I think that's exactly what's happened here. I think people have taken that small phrase, I don't like wrestling, and completely, not necessarily distorted it, because I think he meant to be a little bit controversial, but they're taking it to heart way too much. I think people just need to relax. The guy's dedicated almost 20 years of his life to the sport, first in college at Kent State, uh, winning a national championship, I believe. And then, you know, the last 15 years in professional wrestling, as we know him as Dolph Ziggler in WWE. So, listen, people say crazy stuff. You got to look at what they do. And Dolph Ziggler's been one of the hardest working guys in the business for a long time. I think he's well-respected all the way around. And so I'm not going to take this little thing and, and pass this incredible amount of judgment on him, Joe. I just don't think that's that's very fair. You get what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, if I look at a place that I could make toasted raviolis, I would totally eat those like every single day. Because toasted raviolis, <laughs> you know, after awesome a while, food. it's going to be the same thing, though. Toasted after a while, ravioli-
1: you're going to oh, run into the not- exact
2: same problem. Not just just toasted raviolis, but but what was it that 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 Luke Roberts brought to us when when we were at NatsuCon? It was kind of like a cannoli, sort of. Man. Uh, yeah. Are oh, you talking about the the, the cream
1: horns? The Creepers yes. uh, oh. that out that Skywalker Robert, got for us, bro. Those are fun.
2: Yes. Five. Oh, my goodness. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Hey, next time that we go to St. Louis, we're going to get together with your favorite wrestlers, Rick Maverick, Volatop Curtis Wild, and, uh, and Ozzy. And, uh, well, you're going to get together with them, and then I'm going to get together with Skywalker, with Drake Lee, uh, with uh, big sexy Chris Rodell and of course with the maestro Jeremy Carp. Does that sound like a plan?
2: Now, no. you know as well <laughs> as I do that Drake Lee will be with me and Rick Maverick and Ozzy Gallagher. But we'll the thing be Drake Lee would be
1: cut dead anywhere with you guys? Are you you guys are a circus well, on wheels? Are you kidding me? Well,
2: yes, because. Because us together, we would be like the inner circle. And that's exactly where Drake... Drake Lee would would be like the The MJF of (laughs) the inner circle. He would be like the MJF of our group. I'm telling you. Okay,
1: so who's Jericho in this ensemble of merry men?
2: Obviously, Jericho would be the seasoned veteran, and I would be Rick Mavis, obviously.
1: What. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm not buying this for one second at all. One second at all, Jonesy. Well, listen, I got one other thing for high spots that I want to touch on. Let me go through my notes here really quickly uh, so I don't screw up the details. But I definitely had one other thing that I wanted to bring up. Joe, I know you didn't write it down for me, did you? You wouldn't be that nice. Uh, Oh, yes, that's right. So my next high spot topic is I
0: MLW?
1: wanted to yeah, That's right there you go My next high spot topic I actually wanted to make A recommendation That's right I wanted to make a recommendation uh, For the fans For the listeners of the Talk podcast And listen I have to admit That I haven't been completely honest with the listeners I know please don't hate me I bragged about um, MLW And some of the things that they were doing I was engaged in for a month or so and then I kind of just got busy with other things well I recently got back into it bro and I saw MLW Fusion 110 which is 100% free on YouTube 100% free okay bro let me tell you mama mia these guys are doing something extraordinary they are truly really making sure that it feels like you know, like, those independent promotions in your area, Joe, that just know how to do it the right way? You get what I'm saying? Like, like the, there's there's yeah. all sorts of levels, right, to independent wrestling, right? And then there really? are some promotions that are just great at it. That's what MLW feels like, and it looks like they've got a fairly decent budget to do it. Man, I'm very impressed. And then when you look at the lineup of talent, you got Davey Boy Smith Jr., the British Bulldog's son. You've got Brian Pillman Jr. You've got Hot Fire, the leader of Injustice, Myron Reed. You've got um, Alexander Hammerstone, which when you talk about a prototype guy for professional wrestling in 2020, a bigger guy in 2020, I don't think anybody fits the the, the bill better than Alexander uh, uh, Hammerstone. And then, bro, Jacob Fatou. This dude is like if you took a gangster right out of Compton, and you you worked him out and you made him a fantastic wrestler, bro. You know he reminds me of one of his relatives. Um, you'll have to remind me his name, Joe. Not Rikishi, but Rikishi's brother. I think it was Umaka. I think that's who I'm thinking. Dude, the Dude, um, he's like um,
2: Rikishi's brother. I think was uh uh Samu, 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 and Fattu. Seamu, Seamu is my brother Okay,
1: well I think I'm thinking of Umaga That's who I'm thinking of I thought that was his brother Am I wrong? Is that not his brother? I thought that was his brother
2: Hmm. Let me go and check for you Maybe
1: While you check that, let me continue Bro, MLW Fusion 110 Give this show a shot, guys that's all I'm saying. That's my hotspot for today. We talk a lot of WWE. We discuss a lot of different things on this show, brother. The truth of the matter is that these guys put on such a spectacular show, bro, that I'm I'm thinking about going backwards and getting caught up. Dude, the faction contra that Jacob Batu is, uh, um, that, that he's the leader of, is like everything that you want a faction to be. They're credible. They're badass. They cut awesome promos. They wrestle their, uh, their their asses off. I mean, it's truly spectacular, bro, what these guys do. It, it's very, very impressive, and I want to be sincere with you. I want everybody to check out MLW. It's not going to cost you a dime, okay? So don't be like, oh, no, no, I've already got too many subscriptions, blah, blah, blah. Okay. No, dude,
2: listen, yeah, uh, listen It's you, great. You are, uh, it, it's really great. You are correct. Uh, 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 Umanga is the brother of Rikishi. So he's the, he was the uh, uncle of the Usos. So you were right. Uh,
1: now, if I'm not mistaken, I watched the documentary, which I know there's a new one on Liv Morgan right now, and I know you want to talk about The Undertaker as well, because uh,
0: you uh-huh. we can't leave
1: that one alone, right? Um, yeah. I remember the special they did on the Usos. I think it's like 24 Hours to Houston or whatever the hell it's called. Dude, yeah. they talked about what a huge influence Umaga was, even more so – than their own dad of them becoming professional wrestlers. When they decided to leave football and they and they stopped working at the fir- – they were working at some furniture store or something like that, being movers. When they decided that they were going to go to wrestle, they didn't go re- train with their dad at first, bro. They went to train with Umaga. And Umaga mm-hmm. was the one that kind of really helped their career take off and then eventually they spent some time with Booker T in Houston and their dad. And then the rest yeah. is history, obviously. the Uso James, so recently competing for the uh, – for the WWE Championship, which I think was pretty damn impressive. And I did, did, a, did a kick-ass job. But, yeah, MLW Fusion, episode 110, it's completely free. And if for no other reason, go and support former guests, Brian Pilmer Jr. and Selena De La Renta. Um, Those oh. two speak for themselves, just Google them. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> just Especially De La Renta. Um, but, Joe, let's uh, go ahead, hit the w-
0: w- let's go and, ahead and, and
1: hit the next Hold on, let's go ahead and hit the next high spot because I do have a little bit okay. of a programming update that I'm just finding yes. out about right now for all the members of the WrestleTalk family. But
2: go ahead, Jonesy. Okay, yeah. Speaking of uh, uh, Selena De La Renta, uh I was doing a Facebook Live the other. Day. I was watching it, and she 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 was doing a uh, uh, autograph signing. Like they they've been doing like live autograph signings, and she remembered us, bro. She remembered us from the podcast. It was awesome.
1: Yes, Dude. that's what we like. we like. We like to leave a positive impression on the listeners and the guests, right, Joe?
2: Yeah, exactly. Dude, I am not I am not lying. If WWE was smart, they would pick her up as, uh, uh oh, what the hell is his name? Why can't I think of this guy's name? Uh, Give me an uh, Charlotte Flair's boyfriend, uh, uh, the, I can't Andrade. remember the guy's name. Andrade. would She's she, she, the perfect manager for Andrade. Like, she is just that good as a heel manager. Like, I don't know why they haven't picked her up yet. <laughs> I really don't.
0: But uh, yeah. I'll be honest
1: with you, bro. Maybe financially it would be better for Selena De Laurent. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to take that back. Because I know, as a matter of fact, she makes a killing with, like, uh, like autographs, uh, pictures, uh, calendars, and things of that nature. Because I know she talked to us about some of the, the ways that she makes money outside of just her bookings, right? Um, and I also believe, as great as she is, I'm afraid that they would they would screw with perfection. Because right now, bro, she's in a constant rivalry with Conan. And you want to talk about a legendary Latino in the world of pro wrestling? I mean, who are they really? I don't know, bro. I just WWE has, has really uh, made me hesitate when it comes to managers from other promotions because typically when they come from other places, they just they just don't know what to do with them. Who was the little guy that was like the general manager of 205 Live, and then he kind of got fired? Drake Maverick or whatever? Drake,
2: Drake Maverick, yes. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. He's great as a manager, what have you, and he's got some talent to be able to work in the ring, just in my opinion as a fan. But, I mean, you know, other than a couple of sparks, I mean, what did they really do with the guy? Everyone was excited when he showed up, but what did they really know how to do with talent man- or with talented managers uh, there? I think they're doing a tremendous job. And an MLW, bro, she's a star. She is one of these stars there. Would we yeah. be able to see that carry over to the WWE? I have my questions. I really do, and I think they question themselves, because if they didn't, Jonesy, then the undisputed arrow would already be on the main roster, but I think even they have apprehension about their ability to keep and sustain momentum when they bring people either from the outside in or from within upward. You get me? You can tell that they themselves have doubt, in my opinion. At least that's what it, fa- yeah. fa- that's what it feels like. So, um, anywho, Jonesy, let me jump into something that's going to be very, very important. I'm going to ask. Uh, our audio engineer, uh, Hardcore Haas, to hit the breaking news because I've got some big news about tonight's show. And it is unfortunate breaking news Due to some technical difficulties on our side Not Nightmare and not Ken's side But our side Those two guests that were scheduled to appear tonight Unfortunately will not be able to join us But here's here's the exciting part Because of the technical issues And because our guests are so tremendous we're actually going to go ahead and take a crack at it again tomorrow at the exact same time at 7 p.m. Central Time. And what we're going to try to do is fit them both in to about a one hour show instead of your typical two hour show. So, what's going to be awesome is you guys are still going to get your two hours of live wrestle talk, but it'll just be one hour today and one hour tomorrow. I was talking to a friend recently about the challenges of doing these shows live. These are the sorts of things that happen. And let me tell you, I was ready to go for two hours plus because it, it's been so long since Joe and I have done a show together. So I I know Joe will be here tomorrow for sure. I know Haas will be here tomorrow for sure. And the guests will be tomorrow for sure. I just need to make sure that I'm available based on my personal schedule to be here as well. But I'm going to do everything in my power so that we can run it back because let me tell you something. I personally was very much looking forward to speaking to the Sicilian Beast. And nightmare, but again, due to our technical errors, we're not going to be able to see the guests tonight, but let me tell you what, we are going to continue the show until the end of the hour, so we're going to give you at least one full hour today of just general content where you guys can call in, okay, and we can talk all things wrestling, so we're going to extend high spots, and then tomorrow we're going to get right into the interviews, right when we kick off the show, and we'll be able to give each guest a solid 30 the 35 minutes of time on the air, or 25 to 30 minutes on the air tomorrow because they deserve it. They cut out their schedule. We made the posters. We made all the preparations. But, again, when you do live radio like this, like we attempt to do every week for you or a few times a month for you here on the Talk podcast, well, sometimes these issues happen. But, you know, we always make it up to you guys. And And I'll tell you what, we're still going to be giving away this Zack Ryder autographed picture that was donated to us by the Cody Coop show. So with that said, Joe, we still got a solid 20 minutes of content to provide the listeners of the Wrestle talk family. What else are we talking about tonight? Cause I'm fired up about MLW and I know you've got some more high spots that you want to drop on us.
2: I do. I do. One, one of the things I wanted to, to talk about was, uh, of course, everybody knows at survivor series, the undertaker, did his farewell speech. And, you know, I thought that it was amazing. They had a lot of people that from the Undertaker's past come down to the ring. Vince McMahon came down to the ring. The Undertaker came down. He did, 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 did his speech. They did a really awesome thing with uh, Paul Bearer. The thing that pissed me off is after it was done, the fans were still complaining about it, said that it was boring, that it was A waste of time. And and it just goes to show you that the fans will never be happy. They'll always come up with something that they don't like. They're always going to complain about it. And it's bullcrap. I thought it was absolutely amazing for the last time to see Undertaker, you know, give his farewell speech. And the fans can't be happy for it. They have to crap all over it. It just, oh, it oaks my nerves.
1: Joe, this feels like a shoot and shout. Why does it
2: feel like a shoot and shout? That's not a shoot so and what, shout. So what's your question?
1: then? Are you are you just venting to me,
0: or do you want to know how I no, feel about it? Because it sounds like you're just, what, you're
2: what, just what, bitching what, and moaning. I guess that, that what I'm asking you is, what did you think about the Undertaker's farewell at Survivor Series and the fans crapping on it just to crap on it? That's my question.
1: But well, listen, bro, that's always going to be a tough subject. Um, Hold on. I had to send that quick message there. That's always going to be tough, bro, because let me tell you something. It was very bittersweet. It was very, very bittersweet, and I'll tell you why. I know that maybe, like, his contract was expiring and they kind of had to do it now and And maybe he was just ready. He didn't want to keep belaboring the point. I'm not sure exactly what went into the timing of it. And here's the saddest part of all, Jonesy, even if we would have waited and made it more spectacular where the fans were actually there, which I think is a lot of people's gripe. After 30 years, you send a man off in an empty arena. And I understand that gripe. I think it's a legitimate one. We don't know when this is going to be over. If we could say, man, just hold off till Mania, he had the streak at Mania. Yeah, it wasn't when he debuted, but people don't necessarily associate the Undertaker with Survivor Series. Yes, that's when he made his debut, but when you think Undertaker and pay per views, Josie, what do you think of?
2: WrestleMania.
1: WrestleMania. So if we could have some sort of assurance that, um, if we could have some sort of assurance that come WrestleMania in 2021 that things are going to be back to normal and we're going to have stadiums and arenas full of people, then you hold off.
0: But honestly, we
1: don't know that. We don't know that. And so for what it was, I think they did an outstanding job, Jonesy. But you're always going to have people, which is why we heard you do the shoot and shout on this, in more than one occasion where you think the fans overreact and they disrespect and they're not patient and they're ungrateful. I know you've done your shoot and shout about that several times. This is yes. more of the same. You can't please everybody, right? The only thing yes. that pleases everybody is greenbacks or gold coins. That's, that's one thing that everyone can agree on. Otherwise, there's going to be dissension. And unfortunately, that small group of wrestling fans that is always discontent, they're a, they're a small group, but they're a very loud group and a very
0: persistent yes. group.
1: And they're going to be heard one way or another. And if they trigger you in the process – let me tell you, bro, they're happy about it. They're, they're glad that we're talking about it right now because yeah. those trolls, bro, that's what they feed off of, pissing yeah. people off. And guess what, Josie? They got gotcha. you.
2: I hear you. I, I I definitely hear, 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 hear you. And uh, if, if you listen to the Undertaker's interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which if you haven't, you should definitely do that. He talks about his match. Uh, at WrestleMania against uh, Roman Reigns And you know he, he says himself that it was a bad match And that that literally Should have been his last match His match against Roman Reigns Should have been his last match He totally agreed With 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 that uh, You know he had to have shots just to have the match And you know he, he totally agreed that that should have been his last match Do you think that that match With Roman Reigns should have been his last match when he left the ring with his uh, no. no, and see, then he left. I, his... I
1: I don't. I I don't, Joe. Because you know, at least back then, um,
0: when there were still fans
1: and stuff like that, you gotta stop and think. Like, is that really the last memory that you want of the Undertaker? Him having potentially his worst match ever. You had to let him run it back somehow, bro. And you know what? I think he redeemed himself. Like when he came back and had the the, the, the following year that he had that next match. Who, who did he fight that following year? Remind me.
2: AJ Styles.
1: AJ Styles. They, picked, the they
0: put him that. in there with
1: someone. They put him in there with someone that's almost guaranteed to make him look great. And I don't think you could have picked anybody better than AJ Styles. So he had to run it back. To, to kind of try to make up for the one before, but it was a little tough because you had the symbolism of the hat and the and the coat and the and maybe even the boots, and maybe it was just the, the hat and the coat that were left in the middle of the ring. So from that perspective, yeah, maybe you could have kind of seen him right off into the sunset. But you know WWE is always going to do like the six-month retirement tour. They're going to milk it and sell as much merchandise as they possibly yeah. can. So you knew that even if they would have, ended his in-ring deal back then, you're still going to see him some way, somehow, on some level while he did his retirement tour. And he got that leading into Survivor Series. Because, again, going back to the business side of it, Joe, they got to capitalize monetarily. And I believe that you claimed yourself one of those uh, championship belts, right? They only made, like, 1,000 of them or whatever it was. Didn't you end up purchasing one of those?
2: I did. And then they they ended up coming out with, with another Undertaker belt. And I'm like, Dang, on you people! Like I don't have that kind of money to buy another one of them belts. <laughs> Man, but yes, I do have a Undertaker belt, and it is my, my, my one of my my favorite belts of all time. It is an absolutely amazing belt.
1: No doubt about it, bro. I know it's been a while. I'm not even sure if you posted it to the Wrestle Talk page. Maybe. If you get a chance, you can put that up over at uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast on our Facebook page and maybe even send me the picture. I'll get it up on Instagram and everything. Bro, it would, we, it would be dope because I think there's a certain segment of the fans that may not even know about it. Honestly, I think there's a certain segment of the fans that may not even know about this special release Undertaker belt. And since it, since it is still kind of Undertaker season, I think it would be cool to watch you post that. I really do.
2: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I can definitely, uh, definitely, definitely try to do that. Health um, School Hash, could you get the uh, breaking news? Because I have some breaking news. And current spokesman For the outgoing Trump administration Voodoo Gianni has been rushed To a local medical facility After being stricken by the dreaded Curse of the WWE Voodoo Priest, Craig Hopper Shango. At a bizarre press conference held this morning Outside the Fritz Carlton Septic Pumper's, a black Slime oozed from Gianni's Receded hairline Before the lure began to speak in and tongues babbling nonsense about election fraud. There you go. That's why Luigi Gianni had all that makeup going down his face because he got struck with Papa Chongo's coat.
1: <laughs> Joe, what the hell, bro? Bro, let me guess. Did you pull that? Did you pull that from kfavenews.com, bro?
2: Absolutely. I owe you know that's where I get all of my news sources from. <laughs> Can't news.
1: Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> dude, that is freaking crazy. Papa Shango, huh? That's how why um, the former mayor, Rudy Giuliani, ended up in the hospital. Where do you get that? Well, yes. I mean, I know you where you get this crap from, but, dude, that's insane. You know, you're out of your freaking <laughs> mind.
0: <laughs> that,
1: that's good shit right there. I'm, I'm digging it. Listen, Joe, I want to jump into one other thing here. Uh, with the few okay. minutes that we have left, it again, we're coming back later this week, guys, for our interviews. Uh, and I want to make sure I pronounce these names right, so I'm a little embarrassed. So let me let me see. I want to make sure I, I say the gentleman's name properly. Ken Serenara, Sicily's own. And, of course, our old buddy, longtime member of the Talk family, Nightmare. Not Nightmare Jones, the pro wrestler Nightmare. Who's doing big things with Father Craven and all that. You guys remember him from the last interview. But anywho, later this week, we're going to come back with another full hour of the WrestleTalk podcast, and we're going to have both interviews within that one-hour time span. So we're still going to get your two hours this week. I promise you guys it would happen, and we're going to make sure that it happens. Let me jump in again to one other last bit of news, uh, Jonesy, and I want to know what you think about it. I didn't hear Drake and Jeremy get into this uh, during the high spot segment last week. Okay. So I'm going to bring it to you. What do you believe will be the fallout of what we saw with Selena Vega? Oh, and by the way, blessings and quick recovery to Gilbert, former multi-time guest of the WrestleTalk podcast. I don't know if you knew this, Joe. But our buddy Gilbert ended up in the hospital. I believe he had a heart attack. I found out about I it through it. Uh, Ellsworth, who's a, who's a uh, I found out about it through through Ellsworth, who um who who is uh, a big uh, supporter and friend of Gilbert. So shout out to Dwayne Gill from your boys over here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. You want to say anything nice about Gilbert, bro? You know we love that dude.
2: Dude, Gilberg has is a amazing, awesome, awesome guy. Um, I met, I saw him at a uh, a show that I did. I think it was not last year, but the year before. And he remembered us, and he was as nice as could be. The dude is absolutely amazing. I'm so glad that that he made a full recovery, and he's doing a lot better. Uh, you know, I was was really really glad about that. Like 2020's been a terrible year, and and I'm I'm glad that we didn't lose Gilbuck.
1: Yeah, dude, he's definitely bouncing back, and we still wish that, that, you know, he can hurry up and get back to 100%, because it's been a little while since we sat down with him. He pops into the live stream every once in a while, but, man, it'd be great to have him back on at the guest. So, so let me jump from that to what I was saying. So do you think we're going to see more of the same, bro? you think we're going to see more people taking a stand? Because she finally broke her silence on Instagram about a week ago, and it sounded like the majority of the issues... Um, went down to or came down to her inability or her them restricting her from being able to make money on the side on, like, Twitch
0: stream or yeah. other third-party sites.
1: WWE limited their ability and continues to limit Superstar's ability to use things like that to make money on their own using their character names, okay? Yeah. So she has decided to kind of go out on her own after being released, and she's been very vocal, and she even made some comments about, you know, maybe the WWE talent should unionize. We've even heard Andrew Yang, uh, presidential candidate in the 2020 election, take shots at the WWE and their practices, right, and how they, how they have these independent contractors that aren't really independent contractors, Right. So I find it interesting that even somebody like Andrew Yang is taking shots. Now you see somebody who I think for the most part fans really loved in Selena Vega taking her shots after leaving WWE. Do you think that this is something that could snowball and that the face of the talent in WWE, not, not the faces, but in general the face of the talent could be different Five or even ten years down the road, Joe, do you think that this becomes something, and is it something that they should worry about?
2: Um, you know, here's the the, the whole thing. You know, I totally understand Selena Vega not wanting to leave Twitch. She was making more money on, on Twitch than she was in the WWE. She in Twitch, you get like like it, it costs like five dollars to sub, uh, to subscribe. Trish gets two. For every subscriber, she gets three. She has, like, over 14,000 subscribers a month. That's $14,000. That, that's 14,000 subscribers times times three. So that means, if I'm doing my math correctly, 14,000 times three, that's $42,000 a month. That's just a month. That's not even. That's no. There's no. There's told. no way
1: they're paying her that. There, yeah. There's there's no way they're paying her that in, in uh, uh, monthly. No way. She'd be making. But, she'd be making half a million dollars a year at WWE. Does anybody believe that she's making half a million dollars a year at WWE? I don't.
2: No. There, now the question no
1: though, the, Joe, Joe, but wait. Yeah. So here's the question though. What came first, the chicken or the egg? And here's what I mean by that would she have 14,000 followers, paid subscribers on her Twitch if she hadn't gone to WWE? No. This reminds that is, me, this a reminds
2: good me point. of a
1: conversation. That, that, that is a good point. And I'll tell you why I know it is, because it reminds me of a conversation that I had with Drake Lee a couple of weeks ago where I brought up uh, an interview with John Cena and Howard Stern from, like, 2006 or 2007 where Howard Stern was like, yo, like, you don't have a problem with this dude. Um, owning Your Name Like the company Because John Cena's real name is John Cena Some people know that, some people don't That's his government name That's the name that he that he was born with WWE owns the rights to that name And Howard Stern straight up asked John Cena Like yo, are you cool with them owning your stuff? And this is what I told Drake I said look, John Cena Dancer I think made a lot of sense to me Yeah, I'm cool with them owning the rights to my name Because my name my name wouldn't be worse shit If I wasn't with WWE, because John Cena didn't mean anything when I was parking cars in southern Boston, Massachusetts. So, in my associating myself with WWE, it's opened up so many opportunities. It's put me in a completely different stratosphere financially. Why would I not be willing to give that up and put it in the hands of people that have done so much good for me?
2: Right. Listen,
1: I know not everybody's going to feel that way. It it really is on a case-by-case basis. But I think that's something that needs to be considered. But geez Louise, forty two thousand dollars a month, I can understand yeah. her right, bro. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of. That's
2: money. not even that that that's not even coming into account the uh money gifts that that uh, she gets from her subscribers as well. But also, I think what it had to do with it was she didn't want really to give up her Twitch, and she started a OnlyFans account. Now, if you know what OnlyFans account is, you know that the OnlyFans account is. Something that that you subscribe to, so you can exclusively see that person's content. You can't see that content unless you subscribe to that person. And uh, you, I, I think that, that that her subscription is like twenty dollars. The problem is, is that OnlyFans has gotten a a, a big thing on pornography because a lot of ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the stuff that's on OnlyFans is pornography. So that probably didn't didn't sit very right with the WWE either. Even though she's not posting any new pictures, all the pictures apparently are like pictures of her in like like swimsuits and cosplays. But the fact that OnlyFans is considered a porn site and most of the stuff is porn, that probably didn't come out so well either with management of the WWE. <laughs> Oh,
0: my
1: gosh, bro. You're, you're so right. Maybe, maybe that didn't sit well with them, which is the same reason that they won't put China in the Hall of Fame. I mean, what the hell, bro? Tell, talk about bullshit. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, Jonesy, I hate to do this to you, but we are going to pull the plug on tonight's show because oh. we're going we're going to try our very, very best to reschedule the two interviews that we had set for tonight for tomorrow night I'm going to try to make myself available I would love to do it with you Joe I feel like we're getting ripped off here a little bit But it's okay Technical difficulties are a part of doing live radio And guess what the fans win They get to see us tonight And they get to see us tomorrow night For part 2 of episode 322 Of the Wrestle Talk Podcast So I want you guys to tune back in Tomorrow right here at WrestleTalkPodcast.com Josie will do The, uh, the shoot and shout uh, With Ken and um, uh, we'll do the shooting shot with Ken, and then we'll do the game show challenge with Nightmare. So we're going to have a great time. Schedules permitting, be on the lookout for more information on our social media platforms. For tonight, guys, it was Nightmare Jones, the night out, back together once again, the old band playing the old jig. Dude, it felt great. And if everything works out, bro, we'll be right back here tomorrow at the Wrestle Talk podcast with not only Joe and Renee. With Jeremy Carp the Maestro, with uh, oh gosh, what's that ridiculous nickname he gave himself, Joe? What is it? The the Thoroughbred of Lust, Drake <laughs> Lee, <laughs> and, the, and the rest, and the rest of the gang. Again, mega mega shout out to all our beautiful sponsors. We love you guys. Uh, for those that are watching, tune back in tomorrow. We'll be here, uh, hopefully doing the show with our two amazing guests. We've gone up again, NXT. And AEW before, and we ain't never scared. So don't worry, we'll be here, and maybe you can have us on your phone while you're watching the show on TV. One way or another, the Wrestle Talk Podcast aims to please. We apologize for the technical issues, and we promise that tomorrow things will be a lot better. Hopefully, you enjoyed this shortened edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast this evening. Joe, like I said, it's been so much fun to be back on the air with you, and hopefully, we can try to finish thing, this thing off strong tomorrow night.
2: Absolutely, so. Let's do it, JP. Hit me with something
1: new, baby. As we sign off for part one of episode three twenty two of the Wrestle Talk podcast, we'll catch you guys very, very soon. Grace and peace.
0: Good night. Peace, peace. shine on the track. Take it to the brain, dang Ask me tomorrow, tell you the same thing If you ain't with us, that's a damn shame Yeah, they just ask me what I'm doing So I tell them that I'm calling Yeah, they ask me what I'm doing So I tell them that I'm coolin', coolin' about to make a ring, grab your ponchos But don't you touch my chips and cheese Because it's not nachos And now I got lettuce so I got tacos So now I got more greens up a snot nose So I got your top chick, yeah I mean your top chick Got her legs in the air Like she makes the drop kicks. I'll even eat an Asian rod. so I need some chopsticks Everybody gon' say it's rockin' when I drop this <laughs> Oh I'm riding with like four bitches And then I leave the club and probably have more bitches And I don't play a sport but guarantee the score of digits And then I reel really <laughs> in That's more vicious. I let Mary Jane just call me Spider-Man And then we gon' go twist it all I need a lighter man Hit it with me yo, or you go out and do it watch They all hitting my phone And I say I'm pocket cold Like i out I'm just coolin' with my gang Man, funny the hear that Mary Jane Take it to the brain, Boom, Ask me tomorrow, tell you the same thing If you ain't with us, that's a damn shame Yeah Haters ask me what I'm doing.